0: This is Live On Purpose Radio, Episode 495, Empty Nest, Full Life, with Claudine Sweeney. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink, who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is a friend of mine who's actually in a mastermind group that I've been participating in for most of the last year. Uh, Her name is Claudine Sweeney. She is also a podcaster. She's a coach and she is an inspiring individual that I'm so glad to have in my life here to talk to us about creating a full life when the nest is empty. Claudine, welcome to Live On Purpose Radio.
1: Thank you, Dr. Paul. I'm so happy to be here. This is such a great opportunity to talk to your followers and your friends and You equally are an inspiration to me, so I'm so excited to be here today.
0: You know, I love podcasting because it helps me to increase my human treasury. Mm. And you're discovering this, too. You're a a podcaster, and you're on the other side of the mic now because I get to interview you. Um, It's such a great way to share ideas that have made a difference, and... Our topic today has to do with our role versus our identity. Yes. When it comes to transitioning from that phase of life, when we've got the kids at home, we're investing a lot of time and energy and resources in taking care of the family. And then these darn kids don't keep. They grow up and become adult people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said, role versus identity, because so many of us, I know for me as a mom, I spent so many years, 26 years raising children full time. I worked part time, but my career, as I considered it, was being a full time mom. Mm -hmm. So when the last one moved out, all of a sudden I was out of a job, quote unquote. I'm still a mom. But boy, that role changed and that role had become my identity. So all of a sudden, though, I'm still mom. The day-to-day activities and uh, schedule changed so much. I felt a little lost.
0: Yes. And this is so common for us to experience as human beings because we can get so wrapped up in the role. Right. That we might forget who we are, not just what we do or what role we fill.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what happened with me.
0: You've gone through this yourself, and you do a lot of coaching in this area. I know that you've created some some programs and, and guides and things to help people through this. Tell us what you've discovered in that process that you think could be helpful for us.
1: Well, one of the most helpful things is just rediscovering your own self. I think for me as a mom, I spent so much time taking care of others but then it became time to take care of myself. And I felt a little confused where to start with that. So I have processes and plans to help other moms, uh, stay-at-home moms, or even moms that worked outside of the home for a time to really rediscover their passions and their interests and their likes. As a matter of fact, I was just talking with a woman a few days ago who has three teenagers and we were talking and she goes, I don't know what I like. I don't know what my desires are because she's so caught up in the day-to-day raising of her children and work. And so if we do that and we don't start figuring it out soon, then when the kids are grown, all of a sudden we really don't know. So that's why I help women rediscover themselves and really work on making the second half the best half.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, this phrase empty nest,
1: Mm -hmm. it feels so
0: depleting. Right. Right? I mean, empty. Like my life is now empty. And all it means really is that the kids are grown and they've left the nest, but yeah. the nest is still here and somebody still lives there. Yes. Yeah. I would love to know a little bit more about your thoughts related to, to this particular piece, empty versus full. Right. And, and we're getting into, our own life as we think about those words if we think about it as being empty that creates kind of a feeling of scarcity mm-hmm. as opposed to full which creates a feeling of abundance right I, i'm curious what your thoughts are about that
1: yeah i agree 100 i think you've hit the nail on the head we can feel like we've lost so much right we've lost our day-to-day focus we've lost we can go that way some women can or we can focus on all that we do have in fact i remember when the kids were young i couldn't wait till they were grown so i could have my time back right my time then all of a sudden i got my time and i didn't know what to do with it but when we look at it of a place from abundance there's so much there's so much opportunity there's really it's a time of opportunity again to discover ourselves and our passions And pursue things that might not have been possible when you have three or four or eight little ones clinging to your ankles. You know, there was just some things that aren't um, time appropriate at that time. But now there's so much, so much freedom, so much time. Um, I think when you said empty nest and people still live in it, I think about even that having abundance in our relationship. Uh, A lot of times the women I work with, when the kids are grown, then they're looking at their spouse and it's time to reconnect there too. And there's plenty of abundant time to reconnect there and build a relationship. Again, rediscover why you fell in love and rebuild that because it can become, as you know, you know, you're just talking about the kids or you're talking about the school activities and all of a sudden when all that's done... You just look at your partner and you're like, "Here we are, all alone in this empty nest of ours." So it's a great opportunity. There's an abundance of time now to reconnect there as well.
0: I love that oh, yeah. sense of yeah, the so abundance. abundance. Yeah, an abundance of time, an abundance of opportunity. There, there's even an abundance within your home. Mm-hmm. You know, as I was thinking about that that image, empty nest, I was. I remember when I was a kid, I was mowing lawns, and it was frequent that we would find a nest that had fallen from a tree. And that nest was, in fact, empty as it was laying there, you know, maybe broken on the ground. And if you see a nest that has one bird in it, is that nest empty? Mm.
1: No. No, it's not. It's a great point because sometimes we look at this, we're still in it, even if it's just us, even if it's just one. Right. The nest exactly. is full. Yeah.
0: Well, and you brought up the, the issue of, and what about your spouse? I've, I've run into this in my practice quite a bit where people get to this phase of life and they say, well, what do we have in common? Right. It's a pretty good question. hmm as long as it's a question and not a statement disguised as a question. Yeah. Um, Turn that into a real question. What do we have in common? Now, look, you've got this great opportunity to explore that and to discover some things about the fullness of your nest. It's not empty if you're in it. It's not empty. If you're in it with your spouse, well, we got to we got a lot going on here that we can explore. I love that mental shift, Claudine. I hadn't even really thought about that until we had this conversation.
1: Yeah, it's a great shift to have. Instead of thinking, what do we have lost? What do we still have? And there's so much. Like you said, we still have so much, even if it was just ourselves. You know, some of my clients are single moms that have come to this stage, and now they're alone, but there's still so much. And again, it's still a time of discovery, Um, full of hope, full, full of peace, full of all it can be. You know, we want to live life to the full and it still can be even in this season. And I think that's my goal is to help women make it the best half, not look back with regret or it's empty or lack or scarcity, but looking forward full of hope and abundance and fulfillment.
0: Mm -hmm. As we're having this conversation Claudine it's it's occurring to me that there's a fair amount of maybe grieving is the right word it, because have we lost something well you no longer have children right i don't yeah. have any children in the home
1: <laughs> i've got four
0: adults yeah that grew up in my home they don't live there anymore yeah right? But I don't have any kids. My kids disappeared somewhere. They don't exist in this world anymore. There are four adults that I really love. And I love the people that they're mm. partnering up with and the little ones that they're raising in their homes.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it's a, a whole transition. But what have I lost? Well, I, I honestly don't have children anymore. Right. In the way that we define children. Right. right. They're my offspring, but they're not kids. Right. Right. And there's a a certain amount of grieving, I think, that comes with that. You know, you and I are in this mastermind group with Jodi Moore, Mm -hmm. and she talks about clean pain and dirty pain. Right. I think it's okay to acknowledge that you're going to have a fair amount of clean pain, meaning, yes, I had this. I had little kids in my home, and now I don't. Right. And there's a... A, a, an amount of clean pain that comes with that because you really don't have it anymore. Right.
1: Yeah. It's a loss. It's a true loss, right? We still have our quote unquote offspring or children, but it's a yeah. loss because the the function has changed, right? They're not mm-hmm. at home anymore. We're not involved in their day-to-day upkeep uh, the way we used to be. And right. so right. they live elsewhere. Yeah. And it is a loss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> And acknowledging that loss, and I think giving ourselves an opportunity to um, not only acknowledge, but experience it. Just go ahead and feel it. It's okay. And then we can shift over to, okay, what do I have then? And it's like I was saying, I don't have any kids, but I have four adults that I'm really fond of that grew up in my home. Yeah. And they're raising their own families now. So Vicky and I get to jump on planes every so often and go yeah. love on our grandbabies, mm-hmm. right? Or get on a Zoom call with them and see what's going on in their life. And then when we hang up the call, we don't have to change any diapers or put anybody to bed. Right. Or, I mean, we can go do our thing, right? Yeah. So we have this whole new life that we get to experience each other in a different way. and. We're connected to these four households outside of ours right. in a way that we get to be an engaged observer yeah. and really enjoy that phase of life. And it is very different from the one where our role was more directly parenting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you, and I know certainly I, we've done the work to maintain those relationships that are strong and healthy. And that could be a shift for some. As their children become an adult, it's learning how to communicate in a way that is honoring that they're adults with free will. And I love it. Sounds like you and certainly we've done the work. It's it's work to keep those relationships happy and healthy with I, too, have four children, four adult children, keeping those respectful and honoring them as adults that they are now. You know, I can't tell them what to do and say because mom said it doesn't work anymore. You know? So I love that. I love that the way you said it, that we're connected to four other households. And part of the work is maintaining those relationships in a healthy way. And it can be a shift because what worked when uh, when our child is five doesn't work when they're 25. So there's some communication skills. There's our own work we have to do, like you were talking about, just feeling our emotions and the clean pain versus dirty pain and making sure that we don't bring that into the relationship
0: the skill set that you're referring to is so key. It is so yeah. crucial when you, when you've suggested just now, Claudine, that your, your five-year-old is very different from your 25-year-old. Right. Because your 25-year-old can fire you. Right. <laughs> yeah. They cut you off. Right. Yeah. Five-year-old can't do that.
1: No. So
0: whether they like it or not, here they are. Right. Right. It, but your 25-year-old, you get to establish a relationship or or nurture or continue a relationship where everyone chooses in. And actually, this is one of the exciting things about having grown children, uh, that it, it will refine our own skills.
1: You know, mm-hmm. as you
0: have, you, you said, we've done the work, and it is right. work. Yeah. But you get to become a better person through it. You know, right. I was uh, several episodes ago, I interviewed Dr. Lily dehoyo Anderson. Mm. And she said something that has just stuck with me about how the ultimate product of good parenting is the parent. Mm. It's not the child. Right. right. It refines you and turns you into, I think, a better person. You know, because of everything that you get to learn in the process of of raising your kids.
1: I agree 100 percent. It takes that level of vulnerability and humility to be able to look at ourselves within the context of those relationships Mm -hmm. and to have the opportunity to grow, grow in areas that I didn't have to. 20 years ago, I didn't need the same skills. And now I do. So I have to look within. I have to examine my thoughts. You know, I have to examine my feelings in my actions and just see mm-hmm. where am I at in relationship uh, or in context of these relationships and how can I grow? How can I show up as a better version of myself? When they were little, you just for me, we just we taught our kids you just need to obey, right? Because I'm uh-huh. the parent child a little bit nicer than that. But that, <laughs> that doesn't work when they're in right, their 20s right. and 30s. And so I have I've had to grow so much in my communication skills. Uh, my humility my vulnerability now my adult children can come and say mom you really hurt my feelings or when you said that I felt small you know Mm -hmm. and here it is as uh you know we're on the same page now we're on the same level they're an adult and I'm an adult how am I going to show up not as mom child but as peer peer here is loved relationship to loved relationship yes a lot of growth a lot of opportunity more opportunity Claudine, you've got a
0: a special gift to offer our listeners. Before we get to that, I've got one more question for you. What are you most optimistic about related to this phase of life?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, So many. It's hard to just pick one. I think it has been a great time to reconnect with my husband. It's been wonderful to find other things to talk about other than the kids. You know, we've had, we've had to stretch and grow because when all of a sudden your main topic of conversation is gone. So we now have, are looking for creative ways to do dates, go on day dates or explore parts of our community together. So I love this new availability of time for my relationship with him. Um, the other one is the freedom really to travel. I've always loved traveling. And, you know, it's a lot easier to travel with two than with six. <laughs> so
0: that's <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a big, expensive trip. It can be a local getaway to a small town that we're not familiar with. We get really creative in ways to explore and have adventure and connect with one another. And with others, too, with our friends and with our family. We, we, too, have them in different states. So we have a lot of the travelers just going to see them and spend time with them. Right. Yeah.
0: It's a full life. It is. Forget about empty nest. We're doing a full life here.
1: I recently just told someone last week, I said, I thought when my kids were grown, I was going to have all this free time and I'm busier than I've ever been. I don't understand what happened, but it's time spent doing things that I enjoy, that I discovered that I really enjoy and doing those things.
0: That is awesome. Claudine, tell us about this free guide that you've put together.
1: So it's a, a brief guide, just the empty a mom's guide to the empty nest, with lots of useful tips and information in this transition. So if your uh, children are out of the nest or about to be, um, it's a great little guide full of resources. And um,
0: mm. yeah, wonderful. And that's available. There's no charge for that. This is right. your gift to our listeners you can go to Claudine Sweeney. Let me spell that for you so you get it right. And we'll put it in the notes too so that you can click there. Claudine, C-L-A-U-D-I-N-E, Sweeney, S-W-E-E-N-E-Y. Did I get that right, Claudine? Yes. That's all one word, claudinesweeney.com and then do a little forward slash free guide. It'll take you right there. Claudine, thank you so much for joining us here at Live On Purpose Radio today.
1: Thank you so much for having me as a guest, Dr. Paul.
0: Fun stuff. You guys have got some ideas from our conversation here today. It's time now to apply those ideas and live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.